welcome to another episode of the Always Worthy Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Windley Speckman. It has been a minute uh, since I have been able to record for you guys. I have been uh, quite ill and some had some things, quite a few things come up, but I appreciate your patience as I get out these podcast episodes as I can. I really feel like I do have the best listeners. You guys are so supportive of me and I really appreciate it. Just a reminder, um, please leave a review on whatever podcast app you're using. Those view those reviews really help me to reach more people who might need to hear this message you can also follow the always worthy podcast on instagram and the link for that is in the show notes you can follow my personal instagram as well which is linked uh on that podcast account also so you can find it the same way If you have questions or comments, you can join the Always Worthy podcast group on Facebook, and there's a link for that in the show notes also. Some of you have asked questions there, and I do have episodes coming out to answer those questions. So I promised you that I I would answer those questions, and I really, I I swear I have not forgotten about you guys. (laughs) So those are coming out, Uh, but I really appreciate all of you that post in there. Um, It's... It means a lot to me. Well, today we are going to be talking about intuitive snacking. Snacking can feel sometimes like almost like you're cheating or maybe you're like having a meal when your body might not need it and you're like, well, how much should I eat if I'm snacking? And I'll tell you guys, I need this episode as much as some of you others out there because I struggle so much when it comes to intuitive snacking. Snacking is often made out to be the bad guy in diet culture, but I'm here to give you the truth. Snacking is actually necessary and you have no reason to be, well, I, 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 I need this, like I said, um, but I'm not the expert, okay? I this is this is research that I've done to help us all out. <clears throat> but there really is no need to be afraid or guilty about snacking. If you're going for a, a long time between meals, snacking is a, a great way to nourish your body and meet its needs. Um, It can be confusing to know what to eat for snacks, especially with all the diety messages out there for what is good and bad foods, air quotations. There are lots of myths around snacking and it's so easy to believe them. This confusion can lead to disruption in your ability and wisdom to snack when you need it. So... I want to help cut through the confusion about snacking and help me and everyone else out there to understand the truths that we need to learn about how to snack confidently. So um, we are going to bust six common myths about snacking. So the first one is that snacking is unnecessary. The second one is you can only snack when you're hungry. The third is snacking at night is wrong, which I believed my whole, whole life 
In fact, sometimes I still try to tell myself not to snack at night. (laughs) The fourth one is snacking leads to overeating. Fifth one, if you snack, it has to be only healthy foods. And the sixth one is snacking is bad for your health. Another thing to note is that emotional eating is not a bad habit. It's just really a signal that your current coping strategies are inadequate for your current stressors. Meaning, food is not the problem. It's just a sign that your self-care needs a little boost to help you deal with difficult emotions or situations. And I myself am 100% an emotional eater. I just crave comfort food when I'm feeling uncomfortable or sad or stressed. It's just my go-to thing. When you look at emotional eating through through this lens with more compassionate and neutrality, you'll better be able to solve the actual problem instead of freaking out and making food the problem, which it never is. Instead of blaming emotional eating on lack of self, self-control, I'd like to encourage you to get curious. What is your behavior trying to tell you? And what can you do to truly support yourself? What other tools can you add to your emotional wellness toolkit? Dieting is not the same thing as self-care, self-care, although it's easy to think that it is in the weight loss-centric world that we live in. So how you practice self-care, so how do you practice self-care instead of dieting? Let's stop lumping them together. Let's see what self-care, especially in your relationship with food, can truly be without restrictions of dieting. So I want to give you five prompts. So these are just going to be questions to help you think through this. First one, what is compelling to you about food plans? It can feel like a good thing to have someone tell you what to do and how to eat, taking the decision-making burden off of your shoulders. But the real long-term solution is to create some eating predictability and to help yourself to feel in charge with, without a dieting, <clears throat> excuse me, without a dieting prescribing exactly what to do. So we always say that diets don't work. In the long run, they really don't. But... What we hear is that, in fact, you really do feel like, on some levels, that diets do work. They do something for you to give you a feeling that you like, and that's why it feels compelling to go back to them. So think about what you actually like about diets and how you could give yourself what you need. A lot of the time, people like diets because they feel in control of what they're putting in their mouth. So they need to seek control in some way. Well, how can you still have that control but take the the dieting sense out of it all? Here is the second prompt. What functions do diets serve? In fact, 
diets do work for the same reasons you sought them out. You likely felt in charge. Eating felt predictable and controlled. You didn't have to make many decisions about what you ate, which can be exhausting, right? Decision fatigue is real. You might have felt better physically, mentally, and emotionally. You were choosing more nutritious foods. You had a plan and you felt prepared. And maybe you even lost weight and felt encouraging. As you think about your own relationship with food and your history with dieting, think about what, func- what function diets have served you. This will help you have more clarity on what you need. The third prompt, what did you have to sacrifice to keep the rules? Sticking to a diet, meal plan, or food rules requires so much of what we think of as positive willpower. But what about what you sacrificed to keep your food rules? Was it required to stick to that? Possibly a tremendous amount of time, resources, and energy that you might have needed to skip or at least felt anxious about social events, traveling, holidays. You were restricting food that you liked and maybe maybe you didn't ever feel satisfied and you were obsessed and preoccupied with tracking numbers, the food, the weight, the exercise, and it felt punitive instead of fun. The list could go on and I hope that you do make a list of your own. This step is very important to me which is ultimately why I gave up diet culture is because of all the things that I was missing out while I was dieting. And the fourth prompt is what do you feel what excuse me what do you need to feel confident with food? So we know diets keep us stuck, but it doesn't mean that we can't learn from our past dieting attempts. They likely taught you a lot, and they weren't for nothing. What have you learned about yourself and food from dieting experiences? You can take the things that you've learned about nutrition plus self-care and carry that over to your path of confident eating. You've probably learned quite a bit of what feels good for you as well as what doesn't. What would a realistic long-term positive relationship look like for you? I'd encourage you to write down the things that you know you need. Um, Here we have a few ideas like flexibility, freedom, desserts on a regular basis, meal planning time, quick and easy foods, time to be creative in the kitchen, eating out, cooking at home, structure in your day and time to eat, and prepping some foods ahead of time, anything, any of those would work. And the fifth and last prompt is, how can you create what you're needing with food without sacrificing to keep external rules? This is the part where you decide on action steps. Take what you learned from diet slash food rules to create your own structure. You don't have to be extreme or black and white with food, and that includes self-care. 
I encourage you to think about what you like about dieting and the food rules and the meal plans and add those back into your life. Just leave out the restriction. So what is a healthy food relationship? That's what I always ask myself because I feel like I have mended my relationship with exercise and movement with my body, but I really struggle with the eating side and and wondering if my relationship with food really has healed. So here's what I know to be true. Far more importantly than eating healthy, Food is having a healthy a healthy relationship with food. So I'm going to say that again. Far more importantly than eating healthy foods is having a healthy relationship with food. It's far less about what you're eating and much more about how you are relating to plus behaving around food. Do you have stress about snacking? Or do you have stress about when you're eating your meals and how much you're eating your meals? And if you maybe are going to burn off a ne- the right amount of calories that day in order to eat the food that you're currently eating? That is called disordered eating. Honestly, we have a lot of experience in helping people with ourselves with our food issues. Um, so... I mean, I have, I I can't say that I'm an expert, but if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to DM me with questions related about this, or you can revisit the last episode that I had with Tamsin Broster. She is excellent with uh, intuitive eating, and like I said in the last episode, she also has her own podcast, which you can visit, that talks about intuitive eating, what it is, and um, diet culture, and how and how awful it really is for our, our mental health. So, what do we mean by a healthy relationship with food? What do I mean by that? Here are some examples. What we might call hallmarks of a healthy relationship with food is you are present and connected with your body. You pay attention to your body's cues and respond appropriately. So honoring your hunger. If you feel hungry, you don't push it off and say, oh, I'm going to wait a couple more hours until it's dinner time. Your body is telling you something, which is your body cues, and you need to honor your body cues. You are able to eat to a comfortable fullness. Most of the time, and because you honor your hunger, you are able to eat until you feel comfortably full. If you wait that time and and you're hungry, but you say, oh, I'll wait a couple hours until dinner time, you may over overindulge and get a uncomfortable feeling of full. And that's why you overeat because you're second-guessing food decisions and not ruminating over obsessing about food. So when you are not obsessing about food, you will probably eat less. You eat regularly consistently and adequately and your body can trust you to provide food in a predictable and rhythmic way 
So setting a routine for yourself is amazing. Your body knows when you are going to be eating. It knows when it might get a snack. I I know I always eat breakfast and then around 11, I always get hungry. So I always know that my body is going to need a snack. So I have a good relationship with my body in that way because I know how she's going to react. So I know I can be, be prepared to give her what she needs. Your food patterns include variety, flexibility, and even spontaneity. So let's say that you're hanging out with your friends and it's like midnight and spontaneously you guys decide that you want to go to IHOP. <laughs> uh, I love it when that happens. But you get some, you want some chocolate chip pancakes. You know, that's spontaneous and that's, it's okay to give your body that treat. So you're not fixed on these rigid rules of routine and you allow yourself flexibility, variety in your diet and spontaneity. You find a groove with eating with eating away from extremes and anticipate your needs ahead of time. So that's basically exactly what I said when I said that I know my body gets hungry around 11. So I can and I I'm anticipating my the needs of my body so I can be prepared for when she does get hungry I can give her the nutrition that she needs. And lastly, you feel intentional, aware with food rather than anxious or impulsive. When we are restricting our diet, we do get anxious, of course, because our, our body's telling us things that it needs and we're, we're depriving it of that. So whether we want to or not, we will start to get impulsive with our food choices. We... And if you're like me, when you restrict your food, you binge. So I'll say, you know, and it doesn't take very long for me to start getting impulsive and just binge and just take whatever I can and put it in my mouth because my body is just so hungry. So you you feel intentional and aware with food rather than anxious or impulsive. So eating something like cookies or cake or ice cream within this healthy relationship with food is no big deal. For me, after dinner, I always have a little snack, whether that's like a couple bites of ice cream or maybe a crumble cookie or um, I don't know. I usually have baked goods around my house just because I like to bake, but I, I save room in my tummy for that treat because... Uh, I look forward to it and it's it's um it's a little treat to myself and I'm okay with that I don't have stress around eating those those treats and I have it planned in my day if I if I have a little snack earlier in the day that's okay I'm not gonna stress about that because I will still get my cookie later Well, I hope that kind of clears up some some questions or anxieties that you have surrounding food and especially snacking because these are things that I do have to remind myself every now and again. Um, I feel like my body gets hungry, I mean, at least every three hours. 
and I I sometimes have to remind myself it's okay not to always have a healthy snack. Um, and, and it is okay. We can allow ourselves the flexibility to, to be okay with our food choices and that way we're not restricting our diet and we can have a healthy relationship with food, which is very, very important. All right, everybody, that's it for today. Like I said, I do have some episodes planned. Um, You may notice that I haven't been releasing them as often as I did before. When I started my podcast, I knew I wanted to release episodes weekly just to get my uh, footing underneath me, which is great, and I was able to do that. I can't say that we will still have weekly episodes, uh, but I'm not getting rid of my podcast by any means, so you can expect some good content coming up. I do have plans for some good episodes. So if you guys have questions, like always, you can DM me or you can post in that Facebook group. And I did have Uh, an influx of new listeners. So if you are a new listener, welcome. I am so glad that you found me. A lot of you find me on TikTok because I I have been posting on TikTok and I've been very fortunate uh, to have uh, many views and many new followers because of that. So welcome. This is a uh, a place where you can feel safe. This is a place where we, we get candid and you can feel like you have a friend because I truly want to be a friend to all of you. You you really do matter to me and I hope that you all know that. Please, again, leave a review if you have not on the any podcast directi- directory that you are listening on. Those really help me to reach people that need to hear this message. And believe it or not, there is um, quite a bit of competition <laughs> Uh, for podcasting in the world and I don't get paid for this at all. In fact, I I actually have to pay uh, my podcast platform to put out my stuff onto the directories. So um, I don't get paid for this. I just do it because I love it. (laughs) But that is it for now. Please everyone remember, be whatever you are right now. No more hiding and no more fixing. You were and are always worthy.